It's story time by our favorite English author, Annette Blyton. Happy Day series. You are a nuisance, Mr. Metal. Chapter Ten. Mr. Metal tries to help. Metal got up feeling very happy one morning. He sang so loudly in his bath that his aunt Jemima rapped on the door. Metal, do stop that dreadful noise! You frighten the cat out of the house. What dreadful noise? Said Metal, surprised. I was only singing because I feel good and happy this morning. Oh dear! Said his aunt. That means you'll want to help everyone and interfere with everything. I know you, Metal. Anyway, stop that singing or whatever it is. Metal came down to breakfast beaming. Now you tell me anything you want done today. He said to his aunt. I'll do it with pleasure. I don't want your help, thank you," said Aunt Jemima. "Last time you helped me, you said you'd weed the garden, and you went and pulled up all the little seedlings instead of the weeds. I don't want any more of your help. Well, Aunt, it's not good of you to stop somebody when they want to do a kindness," said Metal, offended. "All right, do your kindness, but go and offer it to someone else, not me," said his aunt. What about Dame Grumble? She's hurt one of her feet and can't do her shopping properly. Go and offer to do it for her. I don't like Dame Grumble very much," said Metal. "She's got a sharp tongue." "So have I," said his aunt. "And I shall use it in a minute if you don't stop putting marmalade on your porridge, Metal." "Oh dear, I thought I was putting on golden syrup," said Metal. "Well." I'll go and see if Dame Grumble wants any errands running. I hope she doesn't. Off he went round to Dame Grumble's little cottage after breakfast. He found her hobbling about her kitchen, grumbling hard to her old black cat. I've a good mind to send you away, Smudge. There you sit, as lazy as anything, and let the mice run all round you at night, and you put yourself in my way so that I fall over you and hurt my foot. And now I've got to go out shopping and hobble along in pain. For shame, Smudge! Smudge took no notice at all, but washed herself all over very carefully. Meadow rapped on the door, and Dame Grumble called loudly. Come in, come in! Don't stand there knocking and knocking. Can't you bring the washing in and put it down on the table for me as usual? No," said Meadow, stepping inside. "I'm not the washerwoman. I'm Meadow. And what what have you come bothering me for?" asked Dame Grumble. "Bless the fellow! He's gone and trodden on the cat already." Well, it shouldn't sit down on a black rug," said Metal. "A black cat should have the sense to sit on a white one. Look how she scratched me! All and all I came for was to ask if I could do your shopping for you. This is a fine reward for kindness, I must say. A long scratch all down my leg. Pooh! For that's nothing," said Dame, Dame Grumble. "Fancy making a fuss about that." Yes, you can do my errands for me. That's certainly kind of you. What would you like me to do? Asked Metal, getting as far away from the cat as he could. I'd like you to fetch my dog for me," said Dame Grumble. "He's at the vet's, the animal doctor, you know, and I want my dress back from the cleaners." Well, I don't know about getting your dog," said Metal nervously. "Is he fierce at all?" No, he's a lamb," said Dame Grumble. "He's a pet. He never even growls. He's so good-tempered. 
you can take his lead with you and he'll follow close to your heel without any trouble at all. Well, this sounded alright to Metal. He felt he could manage a dog like that. What about that dress? he asked. That should be quite ready, said Dame Grumble. Here's the ticket for it. It's white with a black collar. And I'll just scribble a note for the vet about the dog. His name is Patch, and he's brown with spots on his back. There you are. You can't possibly make a mistake. Metal put one ticket in his left hand pocket and one in his right. Now I shan't mix them up, he said. Well, goodbye, Dane Grumble. I'll soon be back with your dog and your dress. He went off down the road to the vets. He couldn't make himself heard at the front door, so he went round to the yard where there were cages of dogs of all kinds. They set up a great barking when they saw Metal. A worried-looking kennel worker looked round a corner to see what the matter was. What do you want, she said. Have you come to fetch a dog? Yes, said Metal. I want Dame Grumble's dog. What is he like? asked the girl. Could you take him out of his cage yourself, please? I've got a hurt dog here, and I can't leave him for a bit. That's all right, said Metal, and he fished a bit of paper out of his pocket. I've got a description of the dog here. He's white with a black collar. I'll have a look round and see if I can spot him. He looked in all the cages. He couldn't see a dog with a white coat and black collar. But at last, he came to a very big cage, and inside was a grey-white dog wearing a black collar. It was rather a big dog, and Meadow didn't really like the look of it. Still, Dame Grumble said it was as quiet as a lamb and a real pet, he thought to himself. Come along, Patch. Good dog, then. Nice dog. The dog seemed surprised at Metal, and even more surprised when his door opened and he was let out. Metal snapped the lead on the big dog's collar. Come along, he said. Home, doggy, home. The dog growled. Metal was startled. Oh, naughty, he said. Your mistress said you never growled. Come along now. He dragged the dog out of the yard, calling goodbye to the kennel worker as he went. Out of the gate he walked, the dog dragging behind him. You're not as well behaved as your mistress said you were, said Metal, and pulled hard at the lead. Do you want your head pulled off, silly? I tell you, if it's to be a tug of war between us, you won't like it. The dog growled so fiercely that Metal felt alarmed. It sat down hard, and Metal began to despair of ever getting it home. Then he had a bright idea. He saw the butchers nearby and felt pleased. I'll just tie you to the railings here for a minute, he told the dog. Then I'll slip over to the butchers and buy a big bone. You'll come after me quickly enough then. He went to buy a bone. As soon as he came back, the dog wagged his tail at him and tried to jump at the bone. Meadow stuffed it into his pocket. Now you just follow me quietly, smelling your bone all the way, he said, and maybe I'll give it to you when we get home. The dog trotted after him, jumping at Metal's pocket and tearing it. Metal was annoyed. He scolded the dog, which at once showed his teeth in a very alarming manner. 
Here's the cleaners, said Meadow, relieved. He tied the dog to the fence nearby and disappeared into the shop. He pulled out the other bits of paper from his second pocket. I've come for a dress sent to be clean for Dame Grumble, he said. It's, um, let me see, it's brown with spots on the back. I haven't a brown dress with spots on the back, said the girl. I've a brown dress without spots though, that must be the one. I expect it was sent to have the spots cleaned off the back. Oh yes, I expect it was, said Metal. Can I take it please? I'm in a hurry, I've got a dog waiting outside. You certainly have, said the girl. He's howling the place down. My word, doesn't he look fierce too? He does rather, said Metal, his heart sinking at the sight of the very angry dog. It was almost pulling the fence down in its antics. Come on, Patch. We haven't far to go now, said Metal, and took the lead again. The dog at once smelt the bone in his pocket and jumped at him. Meadow sat down heavily in a puddle and dropped the brown dress in the mud. He pushed off the dog and got up, very angry indeed. Look what you've done, you messed up a nice clean frock belonging to your mistress, he scolded the dog. The dog looked as if it was about to knock him over again. So Meadow hastily took the bone out of his pocket and gave it to him. The dog snatched at it and wanted to sit down and eat it straight away. No, you come along home, said Meadow, pulling hard. I'm tired of you. Come along. Soon a few more dogs joined them, smelling the bone that the big dog carried. Meadow was really frightened. Oh dear, it looked as if there would be a fine old dog fight soon. Dame Grumble's dog was growling without stopping now. Then a woman called out from over the road in a very angry voice. Hey you, what are you doing with my dog? Which dog's yours? shouted back Meadow. Call him, I don't want all these tiresome animals round him. Call him off. I'll tell a policeman you robber, cried the woman. Stealing dogs like that? Meadow went off scowling, dragging the big dog behind him with even more difficulty. Six other dogs followed in delight, sniffing the delicious bone that the big dog carried. Poor Meadow was very, very thankful when he reached Dame Grumble's house. He dragged the dog into the kitchen and shut the door. The dog saw the cat and immediately flew at it. Smudge tore up the grandfather's clock and sat there on the top, spitting with rage. The dog jumped at the clock and brought it down with a tremendous crash. The cat leapt to the top of the curtains. Meadow almost jumped out of his skin and the dog fled under the table in fright. Dame Grumble came rushing in from the garden. What's all this? What's the matter with Smudge? What was that crash? Oh my beautiful clock! Who knocked it over? Your horrible, snarling, bad-tempered dog, said Meadow, in a very bad temper himself now. Take your nasty animal and your dress. I've had enough of doing your errands for you. He flung the muddy dress on the table and turned to go. Oh, cried Dame Grumble, what a dirty dress and it isn't even mine. Mine was white with a black collar, I told you so. At that moment, the dog appeared from under the table. Dame Grumble gave a scream. What's the dog doing here? He's not mine, what a horrible creature. Mine was brown with spots down his back. I told you so. I even wrote everything down so that you couldn't make a mistake. Meadow stared at Dame Grumble and felt himself going wobbly at the legs. He looked at the dog and then he looked at the dress. He'd mix them up. The dog should have been brown with black spots, not the dress. 
and the dress should have been white with a black collar, not the dog. Oh dear, oh dear. Now what was he to do? He crept to the door. He opened it, but before he could escape out of the front gate, he marched straight into a big policeman who was followed by the angry woman who had shouted at him in the street. The policeman caught hold of his arm. I want to know where the dog is that you stole from the kennels, he said sternly. It's been reported to me. Where's that dog? I didn't steal it. It was all a mistake, said Metal. The dog appeared at the door and saw its mistress. It rushed to her with whines of delight. Then Dame Grumble appeared and began to talk so loudly to the policeman that Meadow was able to escape. He rushed thankfully back to his Aunt Jemima's and put himself to bed, out of everybody's way. But that wasn't a bit of good. Dame Grumble, the policeman, the woman and the dog all came to his aunt's house and before poor Meadow could even hide in the wardrobe where they were all round his bed. Now he's got to pay for the grandfather's grandfather clock being mended and pay a fine for getting the wrong dog and pay for the bro wrong brown dress to be cleaned all over again for its rightful owner. He won't have any pocket money for a very long time. Poor Meadow, that will teach you not to meddle and muddle as you do, said Aunt Jemima. But it won't. He just can't help it. Can he? End of chapter and end of book.